everybody. We've got this, um, we're collecting donations to support the Ukrainian refugees that the um, Father Joe of the Methodists, and I can't remember his actual name. Reverend Bill Jenkins. Reverend Bill Jenkins, the Father Joe of the Methodists. Um, and some housing for not only homeless, but now they're expanding into some of the Ukrainian refugees that are in our area. So we're helping by running this collection. Janet Rozier is our, um, our organizer for this whole effort. So if you have questions, call her. Um, there are probably more of these postcards around, which in a nutshell, review when we're collecting, which is basically Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday afternoon, evening this week, and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday afternoon into the evening next week, unless you contact Jan and make special arrangements to drop stuff off. We're all ready. There was a, a drop off yesterday and more stuff has shown up today. So there are other times you can bring stuff. You just have to kind of coordinate with Jan. But there's also other ways to, to help. Um, we will, after all the collection, we'll have to do some sorting and organizing and boxing and maybe a little bit of cleaning, depending on what kind of stuff is there. And then there'll have to be some folks who help deliver it down to the North Park area where this um, center is that it goes to. So um, a, a good effort to help some people. And we're serving as a, as a collection point, not only for our church, but for all of the people we get the word out to. So if you're in any kind of club or group or outfit or conversation with people in the grocery store line, wherever, let them know they can bring donations to us and we'll get them down to this effort. Um, now let's take a look at the calendar, upcoming opportunities of significance. Of course, today we have our virtual coffee hour on Zoom, starting at noon. Uh, tomorrow at 6.15. So those of you who serve at Brother Benno's on the, the second Monday of each month, you get an extra 15 minutes to sleep in now. So and it only Bless. Bless. <laughs> you only have to be there at 6.15. So it, you know there's a, a gift to everybody's pillow time. Um, also tomorrow at one o'clock we have the prayer shawl group get together to continue crafting and and uh, maybe sort through some darn to see if we have something to donate for the Ukrainian effort as well. Uh, Tuesday, no Bible study. Wednesday, no prayer group. Pastors tied up with annual conference items. Um, so those items won't happen, or those meetings won't happen this week. Looking a little bit further out on Wednesday, the 22nd, not only is that one of those days that we can collect in the afternoon, but the Bloodmobile will also be here from 1 to 6 that day. And on Sunday the 26th, after church, two weeks from today, um, the Kids Club and Next Gen will have a consolidated picnic. That's all I have there. I have two more announcements. If the, the big one I need to share with you. If you need to get in touch with me next week and literally have to start tomorrow, the best way to contact me will be through texting. I have something for annual conference every day next week. I will not physically be here on the church campus next week. So the best way, if you want a quick response, the best way to be in contact with me is, is to text me. 
Um, so I needed to make sure everyone knew that. Um, I want to share with you a little bit about yesterday. We've got some pictures up here. We had a fantastic day at Pride at the Beach and MJ and Mercedes and Fern and Dave Ferguson, Effie, uh, Hunter, Annie and I were all present. Uh, dear friend of mine, Samantha Cook was there helping us. Had a great day. So I, I know that we took 250 pre-made packets yesterday. So I know without a doubt we made 250 contacts because I, I, came, I came back home empty-handed with the use of even a fun game at the end of the day to make sure that I came home empty-handed. But um, we, we made at least 250 contacts. I will share with you, uh, two weeks ago, I shared with you pictures of Connor and I at the Light of Pride worship service in Encinitas. I lost count of the number of people that said to me, did I see you at the church service in Encinitas? So not only are we making contacts, but we are making memorable contacts. So I just continue to be praying, praying for us as we continue to reach out and make the name of North Coast United Methodist Church known to as many people as possible. Let's move into our time of prayer. And I, I have uh, some prayer requests here. Uh, prayers for Mary Sulik's daughter and family. Seven of the group came down with COVID. So prayers for Mary Sulik's family. They are quarantined. All right, I didn't read this beforehand. They're quarantined on a sailboat. Yes. Like gracious. <laughs> and uh, that they are definitely away from civilization, making sure that no one else is is touched. So um, uh, please, please be in prayer for Mary Sulik's family. Uh, pray for the actions of annual conference this week. I will uh, speak of other annual conferences during my sermon. Uh, is there any other prayer requests? Yes, ma'am. Gwen Gibson and the family, Willie passed away May 27th. Willie Gibson? Yeah. Willie Gibson's family passed away May 27th. May 27th. Thank you. Any other prayer requests? We continue to pray for the state of the world through our actions for the citizens of the Ukraine and for all the needs that we reach out and interact with, let's go together in prayer. Precious and loving God, be real. Move, stir, transform. Touch our hearts today, Lord. Be present in our time of worship and in your son's precious name I pray. Amen.
participate in Andrew's baptism. And what that was was a day that Mr. and Ms. Carter came up and we all had a time of celebration that the Holy Spirit is an active presence in all of our lives. No matter our age or whenever, the Holy Spirit is always in our lives. So when you guys get older, like in your high school, early high school, middle school time, there's this practice called confirmation. And when you go through confirmation, you get to learn all about who Jesus is. You get to learn about the history of our faith. You get to learn about the history of our church. And through confirmation, we try to make it all make sense and fit together. And at the end of confirmation, you get to 
confirm your baptism. Now, if you weren't baptized as a baby, then you get to get baptized that day too. But today at our church, when we haven't had a chance to do this in a long time, we're going to celebrate a baptism, a, a confirmation. And at the cool bad moment today is I get to celebrate it with Connor Davis. So come here, my good friend. We decided as a family, it would be a, probably a great idea if Hunter didn't go through confirmation with his dad. <laughs> so Hunter, through the blessings of my dear friend, Brian Kent at Hope United Methodist Church, we worked out that Hunter could go through confirmation with them and be able to ask some questions about what faith is and not be embarrassed about not asking his dad about it. But last week, as you can see in the picture, and Hunter brought his display to share with you as his church family. That's his confirmation display. And there's all sorts of pictures about what? Things that you like, your cat and everything. Yeah. So it's set up outside today. So when you, if you didn't see it coming in, please look at it on the way out. That, that display is a whole lot of things about my son, Hunter and his journey through living, and his journey of saying that Jesus Christ is my savior and is with me in finding out who I am. So today, there's another part of confirmation, which is having a place to practice your faith, and that's where you join a church. And today, Honor will be joining our family here at North Coast United Methodist Church. So Honor, as your dad and your pastor, it is my blessing to have you look out here. Now, this is the this is the view I get every week. This is why I'm streaming. <laughs> look at all these lovely faces. All of these are your your brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ who love you and want to be on your journey of faith with you. And we're going to join together in a responsive prayer for you as you become a member of North Coast United Methodist Church. Let's let's join together. We, the community of North Coast United Methodist Church, celebrate with you your journey of confirmation and membership. As you join our community of worship, we welcome you in worship and service as we support each other to be representatives of Jesus Christ. As we share this stage of your faith journey with you, we reflect on the blessings and growth in our own journey as we live together to share the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining our church. So, display and welcome to the bigger family. So, now you get to do the fun part. If you'll follow Miss Raquel, it's time for Sunday school and all that fun stuff. Thank you. Now, if you want to join the church, you can. And I will put my arm around you and hug you the whole time. Thank you. 
Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you. We thank you for your spirit that awakens our hearts and shows us your identity. Precious God, we thank you within the awakening of our hearts. We see challenges. We're stirred in new directions. And we seek to hear what others are crying out for. Be with us today in this time as we look for your word. Amen. Amen. And do me a favor and turn the cane down just an inch on this microphone. It might be louder today. Last week, we had the opportunity to celebrate Pentecost. And as you were here last week for Pentecost, you'll remember that we began to look at different identities of the Holy Spirit. And we talked about how we live out our relationship with the Holy Spirit through those identities. Last week, the identities that we shared was that of the advocate that speaks for us, that transforms our moans and our groans and the prayers for God to hear. We also talked about a guide 
of being that points the way that moves us to places that we would have never dreamed that we would go to, that calls us to go to all nations to share the reality of love. And we talked about the Holy Spirit as a motivator. Sometimes being the one that holds our hand and guides us and pushes us extra steps when we want to stop and collapse and not move another step forward. And sometimes the motivator that takes the ball and finishes the game for us. We celebrated many different identities of the Holy Spirit. And within that, we talked about the call that we have in our lives and how to live and interact with others. I would like to share with you today one more image of the Holy Spirit, and that being the Spirit of Truth. There are times that we walk through the valley of amu, or it's going to say it for me, ambiguity, ambiguity. All right, so here's what's happening. I stood up for a long time yesterday, 10 hours I was standing up yesterday. So there's fatigue. And then there's the southern tongue that gets in the way. And saying the ambiguity may not be the most wisest word to pick to say after a day like that. But there are moments of ambiguity that we walk. Sorry, say it for me. Ambiguity that we don't know what's And we need the spirit of truth to guide us. We need the spirit of truth to open doors. We need the spirit of truth to say you're going the right way. Even if you can't say the word ambiguity, the Holy Spirit will take your hand. Amen. <laughs> so today, let's move through those moments. Because there's so many places that we question whether or not we need to embark in this final frontier to go where no person has gone before to become an image of the Holy Spirit for dear friends that need to see that spirit of love. When we look at this scripture, we begin to see the Holy Spirit as this image, this presence that's willing to listen. The scripture section that, that pulls on that, that, and this really spoke to me last week, it, it grabbed my attention. If you look at verse 13, it shares, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears. I want us to think about that statement. The Spirit will not speak on its own. It will only speak of what it hears. Now, if you think about last week's sermon for a moment, we began to look at the Holy Spirit as an action word. We talked about the actions that we use to interact with the Holy Spirit. Something that moves, something that goes to places, something that displays through actions our connection to something greater than us. That was the narrative I shared with you last week. 
but that is only a portion of what the Holy Spirit is. As we look at verse 13, as we hear these words, he will not speak on his own. He will speak only on what he hears. When we look at the entire image of the Holy Spirit, we, yes, as last week, see something that is active and moving and wants us to be active and move. But we also see a holy divine presence that's willing to stop and listen and understand before moving forth. If we begin to use the tools of John Wesley's quadrilateral, as we look at reason, experience, scripture, and tradition, and we look at this study practice and the full identity of the Holy Spirit, if we look at the Holy Spirit as an entity that is willing to stop and listen, we begin to see the necessity of the tools of reason and experience. As we look at the history of John Wesley's life, one of the first things that became his mission statement, his motivation, after his heartwarming experience at Aldersgate Church, John Wesley proclaimed the message that he wanted to be the pastor for the world. His exact phrasing was, I want the world to be my parish. But to do that, there's a challenge. We can't just go out and embark and tell the world the things that we want the world to hear. We have to take a moment to reason with reality, to experience the needs and the concerns of the greater world. And through that, we become the ones like the Holy Spirit who are listening, hearing, and then sharing the true needs and the true hurts of the world. John Wesley displayed this in so many ways that we begin to see a transformation in the understanding and the focus of John Wesley's life. As John Wesley taking this element of the Holy Spirit, being the listener, being the one willing to hear and interact with the needs of the world, John Wesley sends Asbury and Cole to the American colonies to be the first bishops of what would become Methodism. If John Wesley embarked only sharing his message and his understanding, John Wesley as a loyalist would have gone to the American colonies to try to convince the colonists to receive communion from the Church of England, even though it was the Church of England that had hurt them and has caused this division. It's the listening ear of understanding that has enabled us to be individuals that can celebrate an action of connecting with the Holy Spirit outside of oppression. As John Wesley sent Ashbury Coke to the American colonies, 
He created an opportunity for this new society to have a connection to the Holy Spirit outside of the identity of their oppressor. They didn't want to take communion because they did not want anything to do with the king. But through the moment of listening, hearing, experiencing the mercy pains, a new avenue to connect with God exists even outside of John Wesley's own personal beliefs. I want us to look at this imagery of being willing to step outside of our own understanding. This imagery of the spirit of truth in a, in a denomination that lives within a new reality of the expansive possibilities of ministry and lives within the reality that the only limit to ministry is our own imagination. The willingness to listen to the needs of the world around us and being willing to ask the questions, what do I not see? Who am I missing? And being willing to step out and take an opportunity. Not being a collection of people that are the words who should not be here, but being a collection of individuals uttering the words, who can I invite to join? That's what happens when we exist within this imagery of the Holy Spirit. Listening to the needs and being willing to follow the care for what's being asked for and not forcing a message that we connect to. I want us to think about this moment, this piece of scripture again. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak on what he hears. There's moments of possibility that exist when we are willing to exist within moments of stillness and calm. There are moments of possibility that exist when we are willing to stop for a moment and not push and shove to the next step but to stop and listen for the still, calming voice of the Holy Spirit to share this is what can be done. That was the main reason we went to Pride by the Beach yesterday. Yes, I have a very dear, loving agenda with Pride. I do. I admit that. But yesterday, we also went as images of the Holy Spirit being willing to take a moment to stop and listen to the needs, the cares, and the concerns of anyone. And MJ pointed this out to me the best. When I say anyone, I did not realize what that meant until I was there. Little babies, grandparents, all cultures, all images, all ages, everybody who was there yesterday. And we had the opportunity to listen, to interact, 
And when someone came up to ask us, why are we here? Our response back was to listen. To put ourselves in places that we would never have dreamed of being, but realizing it's the exact place that we need to embark and go to. Because we will never reach the entire world with the gospel of Jesus Christ unless that we stop and listen to the needs of everyone that lives in it. That was the true blessing that I had yesterday. I want to give you an image of the expanse of the conversations that we had yesterday. The many dear friends who saw a church there to represent Christ.